watch the breakdown. And here we go. Davis goes left. Davis gets a block. Chris Davis. Touchdown. Auburn. An answered prayer. Cut. Michigan. Touchdown. I can't believe this. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown. Alabama wins. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Campus to Campus podcast. We hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we had, we enjoyed the week off ourselves. So uh, before we get started up with our recaps and our previews and our, our bets of the week and all that good stuff, let me bring in my two co-hosts real quick. Jesse, what's going on, man? How's it going, everybody? Um, Kevin, thank you for finally coming back because I do not like hosting podcasts. <laughs> I'm not good at it. Yeah, yeah, the... Uh, the the Vegas the Vegas weekend trip was or week trip for work was was a real drag just so everybody knows I had to work the whole time had got to have no fun, mm-hmm. uh, and when I say I got to have no fun I didn't get to go to a uh, to a rooftop bar at the Mandalay Bay Casino and drink free drinks and look out over the strip that that for sure didn't happen so don't worry about it guys I worked the whole time so <laughs> JD what's going on brother how you doing I'm doing all right. I- not quite a rooftop bar at the Mandalay Bay well, but, you know, I'm, I'm getting by over here. So, quick quick side note before we get started. If you guys get a chance, you need to check out the Foundation Room at Mandalay Bay. It's one of the most elaborate bars, bar and restaurants that I've ever been into, and it blew, it blew me away. It was, it was fantastic. But, that's neither here nor there. We're going to get into our Week 13 recap, everybody, so... Without any further ado, oh yeah, let me let me get through the uh, through all the the opening stuff first. I got sidetracked. This show is brought to you by TheBreakdownSports.com. Make sure you guys check us out on Twitter. Check out our website for any of your gambling, sports, analytic needs, uh, fantasy football, college football, anything that you can think of. You know, horses, soccer, anything. So check us out online at TheBreakdownSports.com. That's B-R-K-D-W-N Sports.com. All right. First off, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start it off with the uh, with the recap. Uh, Oregon goes down as a 13 point favorite to uh, to rival Oregon State. Uh, very surprising. Uh, I know JD, you have a little a little investment in in Oregon out there. So so what's your thoughts on the game? I mean, Jefferson just showed the hell out. He had I think he had 29 car- he had 29 carries, 226 yards, and two scores. Uh, which if you're going to be a a double digit underdog. You, you almost have to have your best player play their best game, and that's definitely what he did. So, uh, so, so, JD, what's your thoughts on Oregon going down, man? Yeah, their their defense is just totally falling off a cliff. I mean, the offense with Joe Moorhead looks good, but out of nowhere. I mean, they had a nasty defense last year, and it is. I mean, it's been showing some signs of weakness. I mean, UCLA kept it close against them, and yeah. then the first half in their first two games, it was real close, and then now it's just you know it's just not pretty. After this many games, we can tell the defense is way worse than pretty much everybody thought it was going to be. Yeah, de- definitely not where where they have been the past couple of years for sure. 
Uh, <clears throat> next up, I got uh, Missouri smokes Vanderbilt, uh, leading to Derek Mason being fired after the game. Uh, Mason went 27 and 55 in the in the seven years he was a head coach at Vanderbilt, which is nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, Vanderbilt's only been halfway relevant whenever James Franklin was there, and they've been total nobodies, you know, with anybody before that or with Derek Mason since then. Uh, 0 8 so far this year. Uh, last year, 3 and 9. He was bowl eligible in 2016 and 18, but outside of that, it's been tough sledding for Vanderbilt. And uh, so, so I'm not. Never mind. We're not going to spend too much time here on Vanderbilt. They're 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 a, they're a low tier team. They're 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 the weakest team by far in the SEC, and they would probably struggle to do too too awful good in any group of five conferences as well. So, any thoughts on uh, Derek Mason being fired, uh, Jesse? I mean, not really. I'd like to see who they think, who they're going to try to target to take over next season. For sure. Do you get either one of you guys have any any uh, any thoughts on that? I don't personally. I don't. I try not to spend too much time looking into Vanderbilt football, to be honest. They got to go with the option. Go with the option. You can't compete talent wise. You can't try to do what everybody else is doing and just do it five times worse in the SEC. They need to run the option. Same with Kansas. Just stop that's, trying to do what everybody else is doing. Do hey, man, that's, you, you, hear, you hear that all the time with, with teams that are in conferences that are, are clearly uh, tougher than they can compete in. You know, Georgia Tech was, was very successful for a lot of years doing that. So, uh, good call. I, th- I think I think that's that's pretty spot on there. Count me in yeah. on that. Count yeah. you out. You don't. You, you yeah, Count you in or count you out. Count me in. I am okay. the biggest you, fan you of option in, football. You all in on the option? <laughs> Always. I, that's why I, I sounded surprised there. I was like, "What the hell do you mean, count you out? You're full Ooh. of shit. You're you're all you're all about the triple option." <laughs> I can't wait with that. You have the air raid of Mike Leach, uh, Mississippi State versus the potential Vanderbilt triple option offense. That'd be fantastic. Oh yeah, game of the year. That. All right, next next up we got Alabama beats the brakes off at Auburn. Uh, I don't think anybody was really surprised by that. They win 42-13. to 13. Mac Jones has a great day again, 302 passing yards, five scores. Uh, Devonta, uh, Smith, is it Devonta or Devonta? It's spelled I Devonta, think, but I think yeah. you say Devonta for some reason. Mm. Okay, well, I'm going to just say Smith. Smith with a buck 71 and two scores keeps uh, – Bama's looking great. They're looking like they, they really are looking like the best team in the country. They're playing great defense now. I know the defense at the beginning of the season was struggling bad, but they have corrected those issues. And Jones is playing like a front runner for the Heisman Trophy right now. They're, they're looking good all the way around. So uh, any thoughts from, uh, from the Bama and Auburn game, Jesse? It just surprises me how they lost – one of the second best receiver in the country in Jalen Waddle, and nothing's changed. Yeah, they look like they've gotten even better after that. Speaking of that, I think it was David Pollock that said something along the fact that he just can't see how how Alabama is a national championship contender without uh, Waddle or whoever whoever it was that they lost. And I thought that was just the dumbest shit whenever I heard it, whenever I read it. Uh, does anybody else have that same feeling there? Like, I have no sympathy for Alabama losing a, a top-tier player because they got four other ones just like him. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'd say it brings them down to the level of anybody else because nobody else started the year with Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith. So I think it evens it a little bit. I still think they're the best team. But, yeah, no, yeah. I, if they can't compete for a national title, I don't know who's supposed to. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe that. <clears throat> well, I guess I can because they, they have to have talking points, I suppose. So, but yeah, Alabama's not missed a step since since Jalen Waddle went down, and I don't foresee him missing a step the rest of the season. Uh, Jesse, what do you got for your recap, my man? Um, first off, as always, uh, Michigan <laughs> breaks my heart. <laughs> But it's basketball season now, so I'm all good. We're 3-0 with that. Jawan Howard's going to lead the way to a championship. Um, it's gotten to the point for Michigan football, you lose to an 0-5 Penn State team who is putrid against every other team. Mm-hmm. Um, you get you have to fire Har- Harbaugh now. Or one of the two coordinators, or, but you decide to clean house. They have no motivation whatsoever. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty bleak. Yeah. Uh... Like you said, it, it's it's a it's a leadership thing at this point because they're getting beat by teams that are that are just flat out bad this year. It's not like they're just getting beat by the by the big boys, the Ohio States, and that kind of stuff. But they're they're getting Michigan State's not a good team. They had a good win this past week, but Michigan State's not that good. Penn State is is clearly not very good since they were zero four, zero five going into that game. So, JD, what's your thoughts on Michigan this year, man? Uh, to be honest, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts on Michigan football. I kind of just tuned them out. Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> I did too, so you're good. <laughs> but I do want to say I'm a little surprised at Harbaugh. Um, I mean, you kind of have to be off the ship. Right now, there's not really anything positive to say about him, but I want to say I am surprised. Uh, I, it's weird to compare him to Chip Kelly, but you know, two coaches that at one time pretty much everybody thought was very, very good. And yeah. I really was a proponent of Harbaugh. I thought he got a super raw deal uh, in in San Francisco, and I thought he was overqualified as a Michigan coach, pretty much. And it looked good for a while, but I guess you just have to change your opinion. You know, some coaches just stall out eventually, and he's really yeah. stalled out. Yeah, sometimes you just you just miss on on the on the takes. Sometimes the, the takes are just not good. All right, so what do you got next, my man? Um. Tying this in with uh, Michigan, uh, future Michigan head coach Matt Campbell uh, led the <laughs> gorgeous Iowa State Cyclones over to a, a nice fourth quarter comeback over your Texas Longhorns. Yeah, man, like we was talking about before the show popped on, I've, I've checked out as a fan, so I'm uh, I'm not too awfully sad about it. I was I'm prepared to just lose out the rest of the way. I don't even care if Kansas beat us at this point. I actually, you know what? I do hope Kansas <laughs> does beat us. So they'll fire Tom Herman and hire Urban Meyer. So let's go. But my big thing from this is: Are we about to see a world where Iowa State is a conference champion? Yeah, that's, that's real gay. But uh, it is what it is. I, I think that's what it's going to be. Because especially, especially with after after what I, Iowa State did at the beginning of the season, you know, and and now they're going to win the Big Twelve. This just that just goes to show you that no Big Twelve team will make the playoff. They shouldn't make the playoff, even if they were. You know, a one-loss team, that kind of thing. To hell with all of them. But yeah, Matt Campbell to Michigan, make it happen. Sign me up. And then, uh, lastly, you spoke on a couple minutes ago. Uh, Northwestern, Michigan, uh, Michigan State. Oh damn, man! I didn't mean to steal your thunder there. I didn't You're realize good. that was there. <laughs> uh, but basically, Northwestern finally gets respect. They're a top ten team. Wisconsin is ineligible for the Big Ten Championship, so they just have a coast to the finish line, and you let Rocky Lombardi just run, throw all over you. Um, I, I couldn't imagine being a fan that lost to Rocky Lombardi. So 
So, so what, what, what's your thoughts are there on Northwestern? Because Northwestern was, was just crazy, crazy bad last year. Had a horrible season. Uh, I didn't do any deep diving into it to figure out if there was a bunch of injuries and whatnot, that kind of stuff. But now they, they, they come out, which everybody wanted Pat Fitzgerald fired last year. And I thought that would have been a bad call there because he's typically a pretty damn good coach. He's considered one of the, one of the, uh, the better coaches in the country. So what? So but, outside of them losing this weekend, did were you believing that they were a legit contender in the Big Ten before that? Oh, definitely. I mean they they had a complete shoe in to the championship now that Wisconsin was ineligible and after beating them. But and it's now looking like Ohio State is ineligible on the east side, so it's would be uh, Northwestern Indiana or Northwestern Maryland Big Ten Championship. Boy, this is going to be just a wild ride the rest of this season. Games are getting canceled more and more. Uh, Ohio State is going to end up undefeated but can't compete for a Big Ten Championship. There's going to be asterisks all over the place this year. It's not going to matter because Alabama is still going to win the whole thing. Yeah, that, 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 that's I think they're going to run away with it too. I think so as well. JD, what you got for last week, man? Yeah, uh, of course I got to start with uh, Notre Dame beating North Carolina. <laughs> uh, I thought it was the biggest game of the weekend. I guess the Iron Bowl um, was probably the one most people watched. But <laughs> um, this was on Friday. It was a pretty good game. It was a weird game. Started off super hot. I think the live total got up to about I think it was eighty six and a half is the highest it got. The over. Uh, and then the scoring just stopped. It ended 31-17. Um, Notre Dame's defense just continues to be pretty good. Uh, I think that's pretty good. It's an understatement, but I think that's probably why Clark Lee, their defensive coordinators, yeah. one name I've heard mentioned for the Vanderbilt job. Um, but, yeah, so North Carolina, I have some, some statistics here for you folks. Um, they average 533 yards per game and 7.5 yards per play, which obviously is pretty good. Those are both top 10 numbers. And Notre Dame held them to 298 yards and only four, 14 first downs. So uh, just really shut them down. Um, apparently, Notre Dame advances to the ACC championship. I don't really know how. Like, they're canceling games. It, you know, It's nice to be in the conference where now you get treated like a conference elite where you get all this special sure. treatment for once. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll take it. I don't really understand what's happening, but I'm just. I guess I'm just happy uh, that uh, we got to a conference championship before Harbaugh did. You, uh, you know what, Jesse? It's good to have another guy on the show that's a fan of a team that's actually good, that can that can do a little bit of gloating here and there. Because me and you are just doom and gloom all the damn time. We uh, we we got nothing to be happy about. But I'm I'm glad JD is in the group so he can he can gloat about how good his team is. I mean, it, Notre it, it Dame. It doesn't make me jealous. It makes me jealous. I, I hate to say it, but but I'm pissed well, off that I can't pull out cool stats about what my team is doing. Notre Dame's gonna be four and eight next year anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> all right, JD, what's next, my man? Um, next we got uh the Egg Bowl. I watched a lot of the Egg Bowl, probably more than I should have. Ole Miss. I loved it. That. It was perfect. <laughs> it was a perfect game of football. It was weird. The coaches are weird. They're weird teams. We get seeing the Elijah Moore pissing on the ground they showed that replay about 500 times that flashback um but shout out to will rogers quarterback for mississippi state he threw for 440 yards and three touchdowns and won me a lot of money 
on DraftKings. So uh, shout out Will, <laughs> Will Rogers, big fan. Yeah, he, uh, he he played. He played. That's the best a quarterback's played, whichever one it was since week one, of course. Whenever uh, Costello, you know, chucked it all over LSU, but he definitely played significantly better than they have been the past several weeks. So, who they got up next on the schedule? Anybody got that that information handy? I do not. Well, okay, I'm well, loading it right now. Yeah, you, um, you, you look it up. And, but what, what, I'm, what I'm, my question is, is do you think that's the new normal or do you think that was just a fluke game because Ole Miss's defense is bad? Um, depending on who they play, I would like to know what you guys think about what, what uh, the air raid at Mississippi State is going to do next week. Um, I think Ole Miss's defense has been so bad all year. I'm not putting too much stock into the game. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty poor. It's, it's pretty poor for sure. Come on, Jesse. You done? You done looking that game up? What are you waiting on? Uh, I'm scrolling through action app. Um, <laughs> they were supposed to play Missouri, but it has apparently been postponed. God, that's stupid. I hate postponed games. There is like a good 25 postponed games this week. Yeah, action app is is ridiculous to scroll through and find something because there's 40 postponed games on every week. All right, well, never mind. I guess they're gonna throw for zero friggin' yards next week. All right, what's your third game, man? Yeah, last but not least, I'm sure probably pretty much nobody watched this, but uh, in Pac-12 action, uh, Washington was down 21-0 to to Utah in the first half, and then they ended up uh, storming back, winning 24-21, to shutting them out the rest of the way. Um, I didn't watch all that much of the second half because I saw it was 21-0, but from what I did watch, man, I really enjoy watching Washington play defense. You don't really see uh, teams play defense like that very often. I just really appreciate the way they uh, – Storm to the football, and they're just nasty, man. Those The secondary guys, even, too, are just hitting people. So, shout-out to Washington playing some old-school uh, defensive football. Yeah, that's right, man. It, it's 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 good for the Pac-12 to have Washington not sucking like they did last year. <clears throat> All right, so next up we got well, our week third. Go ahead. Hold on. Go ahead, I, was, uh, I was looking deeper in Mississippi State schedule for you. They do play Auburn next weekend, if you want to. Okay. See, right. see what that. There you go. So uh, when they play Auburn, where do you think that 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 uh, that line is going to be at? Because Auburn is no, you know, schmuck defense. They're they're not great by any stretch, but they're but they're not Ole Miss. So where do you think that uh, JD will start with you? Where do you think that line's at for for Will Rogers there? I guess it's somewhere around ten. I mean, Auburn's not very good, so maybe Auburn minus nine and a half. No, no, I'm talking about what what uh Will Will oh. Will Rogers stat line. Man, that is tough to say, boys. <laughs> Will oh. <laughs> um, Will Rogers stat line. I mean, Auburn's pass defense isn't super great, so uh, I'd say he probably goes for I don't know, 330 yards, uh, two or three touchdowns, maybe a pick. I th- I think he's gonna. I think that I think he'll crumble. I think he'll end up throwing three, three, three interceptions. That's that's my that's my prediction. He's gonna have a tough day with three picks. Jesse, you got a prediction? Let's go two seventy four with two touchdowns and interception. Look at you! I like the spe- the specificity of it. All right, <laughs> all right. So next up, we got our week thirteen Heisman. Uh, I, this this was a pretty easy answer for me. I was I was glad I got to fill the show sheet out first so I could put it on there. But it's Jarrett Patterson from Buffalo. 36 carries, 409 yards, eight touchdowns. Uh, <clears throat> how many yards was he away from breaking the record? I don't know about yards. I know he tied the touchdown one. I didn't yeah, see yards. Yeah, definitely tied the touchdown one. And in, in the the, I think it's 422 for for Samaji P Ryan at Oklahoma, right? Is anybody anybody got that handy? 
I should have put that on there. I didn't think nothing about it till I started talking about it, and I thought, I'm going to bring that up like an idiot. But right. either way, 409 yards in a game. I don't care that he's in the, the, the group of five school. I, I, have, I don't care about that because there's a lot of running backs out there in the group of five schools that aren't running for 409 yards in a game. And he does this once or twice a year. Uh, he's a, he's a, he, he breaks that 200-yard mark pretty regularly, seems like. I know, I know toward the end of last year he had a, a 200- or 300-yard game that with, with six touchdowns or something along those lines. So, Jared Patterson, I, I'm really excited to see what he ends up, uh, where he ends up going in the NFL and seeing if he can, if he can, uh, if he can be a, a household name out there because he is a superstar at college. I was very upset that they took him out with like six or seven minutes left, yeah, man, and he would break the record. Easily broken every record. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, with his average yards per carry, he needed two more carries, and he ended up breaking that record. I have, uh, I have some Patterson stats. If you got right, it ready, lay it on me. <laughs> I had, the, I had these ready. Shout out! I, I write a winners and losers column for the breakdown sports. So I, I, I compiled some stats here to see just how impressive he was. So uh, his, he has 16 touchdowns on the year, and that's second to only Najee Harris. But uh, he's played half as many games as Harris. <laughs> so basically he's twice as good as Najee Harris. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's twice as good, obviously. He should be the number one overall pick, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Um, he has more rushing touchdowns than 91 teams on the God. year, and he's only played four games. Uh, more rushing yards than 48 teams. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see here. More rushing touchdowns in that game alone than a few teams have all year. Than California has all year. Bowling Green has all year. And UMass has all year. Um, and, yeah, there, there are a few more. But extremely impressive. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, it, was, it, was a, it was a great – that will be the, the, the best single-game performance that we'll see all season long. You don't see it. I mean, you have a, you have several 500-yard passers throughout a year, but you almost never, and obviously, you know, there's only been three or four guys that's ever done it, break that 400-yard mark. We won't see another performance like that the rest of the season. All right, Jesse, who you got? Well, I decided to go chalk and be nice and go with uh, Sarah Fowler, but apparently you two, you two hate that, so I'm going to switch it up on you guys. <laughs> Look at you. I didn't guilt you into changing her. <laughs> no, no, stay with it. No, you no, stay with it. No, you voter I, intimidation. I had, voter intimidation. I had multiple ones, but yeah, good for her. I hope she kicks a field goal this week, and I hope whoever's the interim head coach for Vanderbilt doesn't chicken out. And if they ever cross the fifty-yard line, they let her kick it. But uh, now the real before, before you before you real player of the weakest. Uh, I do agree. I think it's a fantastic story. Like her whole story from start to finish. Uh, I saw some so some uh, some articles about her on, on Twitter, and it was how she went from like homecoming queen, all dressed up and dolled up, uh, to to uh, to to being padded up with the boys, about to go out onto the field right after that. So I thought that was a really cool thing there. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's a, I, th- I think it's fantastic that she's out there playing. So I hope she gets to like you just said. I hope she gets to get out there and kick a field goal and actually kick the ball off and not just squib kick it and run straight to the sideline. You know, because that's not what regular kickers do. And, and if she's going to play the part, she's going to she's going to be on the team. Then she needs to be the regular kicker. So let, let's get after it. If we don't get a field goal attempt, just at least blow up somebody trying to return a kick. 
Yeah, I need to see Pat that, Mac- that hit Pat stick. McAfee, somebody ass and just blow them up. <laughs> exactly. But uh, the real Heisman's of the week, it's Army and Navy football because they both released their special uniforms for their matchup next week. And I don't know about you guys, but I very much look forward to see these special uniforms they make. That's one so, of my, yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, and that's also one of the one of the games I want to go to see the most, the Army definitely. Navy game. That's I, I go I go I typically I go to a game every season, go to a different stadium. Uh, we've talked about this before. Last year I got to go to Clemson and Ohio State. Uh, so uh, that is on the very short list is is the Army Navy game. So. So for those that haven't seen them yet, um, Army, theirs this year is called Tropic Lightning, and it's honoring the 25th Infantry Division of the Korean War, uh, Korean War, and they're pretty badass. I mean, having the name Tropic Lightning itself is top notch. And then Navy is going with something called Ocean Camo, and they're it's like not only does it look like like crashing waves, but apparently takes inspiration from all the historic buildings at the Naval Academy with the Navy tile and white uh, grout and all around it. So pretty nice looking. It's going to be very fun to watch. Also, first time ever played at West Point. So that'll be very fun to see. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I always like their jerseys when they come out with them. And, uh, JD, you got anything to add on Patterson? Um, I think I missed my best stat. Oh, uh, so I, I'm okay. So you do. How do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. It's right in the middle of the paragraph. Um, <laughs> uh, so in four games, he has 16 rushing touchdowns, and that's more than uh, 30 other teams have total touchdowns on the season. So not just oh, rushing, total. not just passing. Total touchdowns in four games, he has more than 30 other teams. So uh, those 30 other teams got to get their shit together or consider joining the MAC conference. <laughs> All right, next up we got our week 14 preview. So I'm going to start us off with uh, Bama LSU. Typically is a huge national championship implications type game every single season. This year, eh, not so much. Uh, Bama's a 29.5 point favorite right now and is uh, is looking to just boat race LSU. LSU's got quarterback issues. They're having to pull people in the middle of the game. They're benching their starter in the middle of the game, bringing in backups. It's just LSU struggling, which we all we all kind of assumed that they would have a tough year. Didn't know it would be this tough, but it's, uh, it's pretty rough for LSU out there. Uh, Jesse, you got any thoughts on the Bama-LSU game? There's no point in watching this whatsoever. Bama's going to win by 50 at least. It's, <laughs> it's really not important. Yeah, the thing is, it's it's the combination of, of Alabama's offense is so good. Their defense is really hitting their stride. And LSU's offense was kind of good, but then Brennan got hurt, so now they're not good, but their defense has been total shit all year long. So this is going to be one of those to where Bama, you know, is putting up 49 points in the first half and then coasting the rest of the way. That's the kind of feeling, the kind of vibe that I get. Uh, could be totally wrong. You know, a night game in LSU, it's always a tough place to play. Uh, maybe not so much this year because it's not cram-packed with 100,000 fans. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think Alabama just absolutely runs away at this and they're, they're pulling starters by the beginning of the third quarter, middle of the third quarter. J.D., you got any thoughts on Alabama? 
Uh, no, I'm not particularly interested in this one. LSU is uh, kind of in the the Michigan boat for me, where it's just kind of a lost lost season. I'll, I'll see them next yeah. year. All right, next up, I got Ohio State versus Michigan State. If it is played, I know there's some uh, some rumor about the game being canceled right now. Uh, Ohio State needs to needs to make some statements. They're getting into the point to where they're not going to have a lot of games on their resume. They're not going there. A lot of other teams like the Cincinnati's, the BYU's, uh, you know, Texas A&M, Florida. A lot of those teams like that. They're they're making pretty decent cases to be that number four team in there. And you guys know how much I hate saying Texas A&M is making a case, right? It, I, I hate that shit. But you know, when you got eight, nine, ten games played, and you're you're nine and one compared to somebody that's that's six and zero. Oh, Seven and zero. That's that's tough, you know. That's uh, and especially without a conference championship because it's being all weird and they've canceled too many games and blah 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 blah. So uh, Ohio State needs to start making some big time statements. They need to start beating the brakes off of people. Right now they're a twenty four point road favorite and uh, they can't slip up. They need to they need to cover that spread easily. They need to they need to really win but 35 plus and they got they got to do that pretty much the rest of the season from here on out just to even have a shot in my opinion into making the playoffs because there's a lot of good teams behind them that's going to have a, a better resume even with a loss. Uh Jesse, what's your thoughts uh, and try to be as unbiased as possible. <laughs> I mean, season's over anyway for me. Um but yeah, their game versus Michigan State this week is pretty much all but canceled and it's sounding like their game against Michigan next week is about to be canceled as well because you know I would take pride in being the team that prevented Ohio State from making a Big Ten championship by not even playing (laughs) bring the pettiness back to the rivalry (laughs) bring it back (laughs) just cancel the game just so they can't make it yeah but uh really I'm, I'm looking at them right now Ohio State is 4-0. If both these games get played, they'll be 6-0. Do you take a 6-0 non-champion over a one-loss Texas A&M or a one-loss Florida or undefeated Cincinnati? Yeah, man. See, I don't think so. Uh, J.D., what's your thoughts on that, man? I just don't think that they're going to be able to justify letting somebody in that's played so little, even if they maybe do deserve it, because I do think they're one of the best teams in the country, but body of work has to stand and stand for something it has to mean something so jd what's your thoughts on that i mean i agree with you from an idealistic standpoint um but i think we know they're gonna do whatever it takes if ohio state's undefeated they're gonna do they being you know whatever the hell i mean by that the powers that be in college football they're gonna get ohio state in whether they need to schedule them another game they're gonna figure out a way they're not gonna leave ohio state out there undefeated and that's you know? and that's the thing that's that's kind of the, the whole thing about the, the the college football playoff committee is they're tasked with putting the four best teams in the country in and this year it's going to be it's going to be tough it's going to be a major conversation you know if this was a normal year and everybody's sitting up there at 10 and one you know 11 and 0 12 and 0 something around those lines then that, that conversation is pretty easy with Ohio State. But a 6-0 and Ohio State versus a versus a 9-1, and you know, Florida, that's, to me, that's a, that's a much different conversation. Or, or well, a 9-1 and Texas A&M or anything like that. It makes, I just don't know how you could just automatically say, yeah, they're undefeated, they're, they're, they're one of the best teams in the country, so we're going to put them in there when they haven't been tested hardly at all. But I do well, understand what you're saying, uh, J.D. What you got, Jesse? 
they'll say, well, they might not even be 6-0. and We're looking at a 4-0 and Ohio State team because oh, totally. these next gotcha. two games aren't going to happen. Yeah, that's it's tough, man. It, it, it's In my opinion, that would be pretty tough to do. But like you say, J.D., it's – they may it may not matter. They may put them in anyway, so it may not I mean, make any difference. The whole thing's pretty much bullshit. I mean, they basically backwards map who they want in, who's going to get them the most money, who's the blue blood, and they pretty much backwards map the whole season. I mean, the rankings are always bullshit. The rankings aren't really based upon body of work like they should be. The whole season's just backward map, backwards mapping who's going to be in the title race, and it's always dumb. Um, and I hope they don't do it this year. We'll see if Ohio State plays any more games. But, I mean, there's that's no right. way a 4-0, 5-0 team, in my opinion, should get over, you know, like I said, a 9 That's what I'm talking about, J.D. Let him tell him how you feel, baby. Let's go. Get fired up. Get fired yeah. up. You got me fired it. up over here. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, next next up, I got Coastal Carolina at home. They're a seven-point favorite versus Liberty. Now, both these teams are undefeated, correct? I think and Liberty has one loss. Liberty may have one. Okay. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think that, I think Liberty's going to get Coastal Carolina here. I think this is a game day's coming into town. You know, listen, game day is going to Coastal Carolina. This 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 shit is bonkers. This is twenty twenty. If 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 anything ever was kind of deal. So, if you told me that the week of Bama LSU that game day would be in Myrtle Beach yeah, and not Death up. Valley. <laughs> I, 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 I'd, I'd laugh at you and I'd make fun of you for the entire season until this game popped up. And then I'd look like an idiot for making fun of you for so damn long. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Coastal Carolina, they're looking great. Liberty looks fantastic. They're kicking the shit out of people. That Liberty's got some good wins on their resume against teams like Virginia Tech. So here, here it is. So what, what, what's your guys' thoughts on the Coastal Carolina-Liberty game? I think, I think Liberty's going to come in, pull the upset on the road, mostly because of their – freaky athletic quarterback out there just running all over the field. So what's your thoughts, Jesse? I can't believe you are going against your own team right now. What are you talking about? The Chanticleers? You, uh, you <laughs> adopted <laughs> Coastal Carolina like first week of the season this year. Just because I can say their name without butchering it like I do most other teams' names doesn't make them a team. But I do I do like Coastal Carolina. But, you know, I got I to gotta, I gotta go where, where the heart tells me to go. You're going against your. You were with them from the beginning. You're going against your childhood right now. <laughs> my childhood. That's funny. For the people that didn't <laughs> haven't listened to that episode, the only reason I knew how to pronounce this stupid team's name is because I watched a, a, a movie called Rock a Doodle as a, as like a, a kid, like five, six, seven years old type kid, and one of the main characters' name is Chanticleer, and that's that's how only reason I know how to say that because had I not watched it. No, the, the, the rooster's name is Chanticleer. <laughs> oh. Had I not watched that movie, I would have murdered that name whenever Jesse asked me what that was because he was trying to be slick. You know, he's like, how do you say that? Well, <laughs> you I, got Versace wrong two minutes earlier. I did. I did. I did get that. I am pretty embarrassed about that. So we don't have to keep bringing that shit up, bro. <laughs> um, I, have, I, have call some back. News. I have some news on the Liberty game, by the way. All right. um, oh, don't tell me it's canceled. <laughs> well... No, there were there were rumblings. It was, but uh, their their quarterback Malik Willis, who like you said was the big reason they've had the season yeah. that they've had. He uh he tested positive for COVID. I don't know if it was today or yesterday. So get the <laughs> fuck out of here. We, we don't know if he's gonna play. So if you <laughs> want to take... ch- now I gotta change all kinds of shit on the show sheet. Damn, yeah. I gotta find a new underdog. God dog it. All right, that go ahead might and, be why the rumblings were happening earlier today. That may, maybe that's what it is. You guys go ahead and keep talking. I gotta find me a new hungry dog. So Damn you it. could you could have Liberty plus seven and as a hungry dog if he plays, 
and then we'll get a new one if he doesn't. No, no, I'm putting a different one on there. Screw that. <laughs> all right, all right, uh, Jesse, go ahead. What, what's your what's your games you're looking at? All right, my first one's uh, Texas A&M and Auburn because where has been the Texas A&M letdown game that we've all experienced for the past 20 years? They, sure. They're not supposed to be undefeated this late in the season. Um, also, going back to the ratings are bullshit from JD. <laughs> I know A&M I know A&M is undefeated, but they are in no way a better team than Florida. Florida should be above them and way be- way more likely to make the playoffs than A and M right now. Man, it's tough to put a team over somebody with that that beat them. It, you know, you know that's tough. I, I don't disagree with you. It's just you play tough. That, it's tough to do. You play that game ten times. Florida I, wins eight out of those ten. I'm, I'm not disagreeing, but they didn't. They they didn't though. But I've I've been calling this for the since like week <laughs> two. Uh, Texas A and M letdown game. Let them lose. Jimbo is Jimbo and is bad. Um, Jimbo is Jimbo. You're right. Yeah. Jimbo Next up, we got Iowa State. Well, first West Virginia. Um, got to see future Michigan head coach Matt Campbell lead his team to another victory and the eventual Big Twelve championship. And then they're gonna all love him and praise him, and then he's gonna stomp on their throats and come to Ann Arbor, and it's gonna be great. And then last, uh. Wisconsin versus Indiana because the first time we saw Wisconsin this year Graham Ertz looked like nobody we've ever seen before and then the second time when they played Michigan he looked alright and then most recently against Northwestern he shit the bed so can he keep it up what are we getting this week with him versus Indiana especially now that they're right now out of the postseason race as it looks and for Indiana, you're now the favorite out of the Big Ten East. Can you keep it up and make make a statement? Be the team that everybody thought you were early in the year. Especially in the big game this week. Yeah. All right, J.D., what you got, my man? Um, so I have Buffalo minus 11.5. They're playing against Ohio. Um, I have Wrong Buffalo thing, minus buddy. 7. Yeah. Wait, what's that? Wrong segment, buddy. Oh, we're doing Hungry Dogs? I was no, wondering why you were doing Indiana down there. We're doing previews. Oh, shit. Yeah, why are you jumping around, dog? You should pay attention. Oh, Spoiler man. alert. I jumped down there because I was, I, was, I was looking at your Liberty bets. You, you was down there talking shit, and you wasn't paying attention, and it caught you. Yeah, I was talking shit about Malik Willis on the show sheet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like that kid in school that got caught reading the wrong paragraph. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm totally just fucking around over here. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll be quick. Um, Louisiana's playing App State, uh, two good uh, Sunbelt teams. Was really looking forward to this one. Um, apparently, Louisiana is already in the Sunbelt Championship, so I'm not really sure how much they're going to try. Um, but at the same time, I mean, if App State's out of the championship game, how much are they going to try? So either way, you got two good teams going at it, and it's lined at about two and a half points to App State's way, so... A uh, good close game there, potentially. Uh, I think it might be snowing there, so I'm not sure how Louisiana... It is. Uh, speaking of, it's snowing its ass off over in that side of the country right now. Uh, I know last... Let's see. <coughs> Where was I at? I'm trying to... I was down in uh, Alabama to start the week out for work, and it was snowing down there, and they were talking about how the whole Appalachian Mountains are about to get hammered. So, yeah, it's snowing its tail off over in that side of the country. So that's going to be a cold, cold game over there. 
Yeah, I don't know how Louisiana boys are going to handle that one, personally. Um, next up, Colorado minus seven versus Arizona. Not a very good game, but I do want to point out Colorado is somehow three and zero on the year. Um, thought they the were going to be terrible this year. The quietest three and zero team that's ever lived. <laughs> probably, hey, but they're probably going to win this game, and then they'll yeah. be four and zero, and they only got to win a few more to win the Pac twelve. So yeah, and they'll be in the Pac twelve championship. Who'd have thunk it? After losing a player like Lavisca Chenault, you get better. How about that? Yeah, it's the most Pac-12 thing to ever happen. Um, last preview, uh, late game, Fresno State at Nevada. Uh, Fresno State's three and one. Nevada's five and one. We got two good teams squared up here, and the game starts at seven thirty Pacific time, ten thirty on the East Coast. Uh, so that's a pretty darn good game to uh, fall asleep to, in my opinion. That's right. I, I agree. Some 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 not Pac-12 after dark. I dig it. All right, so next up we got the breakdown bets of the week. Uh, just to let you know what the what the standard standings are as of right now, I have finally gotten back over 500. Suck it after a tough tough start and Jesse bagging on me for so long. 14, 13, and two. Jesse's still leading the way at 18 and 10, and JD's right over 500 at 13 and 12. So my three this week: uh, Indiana plus 14. In a big game versus Wisconsin, Bama minus 29.5 versus LSU. We talked about that earlier. And then Georgia under 54. I don't see how Vanderbilt will score a point at all. And Georgia doesn't have an offense that's going to score 54 points. I don't know that Georgia has an offense that's going to score 35 points against Vanderbilt right now. So I'm definitely taking the under 54 in the Georgia game. Jesse, what you got? All right, my first one, if it goes through and plays, Taking the Liberty in Coastal Carolina over 57 because we are going. It's the teal turf. Magic happens on the teal turf, and that, that's just how it goes. And also because life's too young to bet the under. And that, like it, I just told everybody else to do 10 seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, well, you're betting the under. But uh, next up. You can see the irony in that? Come on, bro. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Bad jokes, buddy. Bad jokes. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Next up, uh, no like Iowa that. State minus seven because I am, again, all aboard the Matt Campbell train. Let him win every game and then come to Michigan and continue to win every game. And most importantly, let him cover every game because that's what great teams do. That's right. Good teams win. Great teams cover. And then lastly, Florida minus 17 and a half because – Unless Clemson beats Notre Dame in the ACC championship, Florida's going to be the fourth playoff team. And it kills me to say that, but that's, that's just how it is. They're that good. They are very good. J.D., what you got, my man? Well, uh, you guys heard a sneak preview of this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still on Buffalo, minus 11 and a half. I'm not you changing change, my picks around. You didn't change your mind after saying that? No, 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 no. Not, not like you on this one. Um, <laughs> what's the play, what's the player props for Patterson touchdowns this week? Oh man, it's got to be six. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. No, if Five I had to guess, half, I bet it. Yeah, I, I bet it's two and a half. Yeah. Um, they usually don't come out right before a game, but I would take the over because reason yes. I'm on Buffalo is uh, Ohio can't stop the run. They're in the 90s in total rush defense, and they've only played three games, and two of those games have been against Akron. And Bowling Green, two of the worst freaking teams in all of college football. So you're telling me Jarrett Patterson especially, can't come in here and completely dominate this game? Yeah, especially BS. two of the worst Russian teams in, in the country. Yeah, I mean, those teams stink. Yeah. That's what Buffalo does best. Hell, um, Pat Patterson may go back-to-back 400. Who knows? 
Man, I what wish I knew what the odds were on that. I'd, I'd put a little <laughs> little cheddar on over four hundred yards rushing. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find a, a book that'll give it to me. It, it's 2020. We're gonna end up with Jerry Patterson as the Heisman somehow in Colorado as the Pac-12 that'd be, championship. That'd be freaking fantastic. That'd be all, that'd be awesome. Uh, second bet apparently this is probably gonna get canceled, but Ohio State minus 23 and a half against Michigan State if they play. Like we said, they're uh, they're gonna try to score as many points as possible. Um, since we don't know how many games they're going to play and they want to make a strong case for the playoff committee. If that doesn't kick, my backup's going to be West Virginia plus seven against Iowa State. Uh, I just think West Virginia keeps games close with their, their, their good defense. Um, so I like, I like a touchdown in a close game. Um, and then last but not least, I have Arizona State minus three against UCLA. Uh, weird year in the Pac-12. UCLA has looked good, surprisingly, so far. Like, pretty legit. They're, they look like a legit football team. Demetrius uh, Felton looks like a, a true workhorse running back too. Yeah, he went from a gadget guy to a workhorse in yeah, no time. Pretty I mean, impressive. He had twenty five plus carries. He was up over two hundred and what, thirty, two hundred and fifty yards somewhere in that range last week. He had a great game last week. Yeah, so I guess I'm just kinda saying the bus is gonna stop somewhere. Like I said, I think Chip Kelly's one of those coaches who stalled out a long time ago and Arizona State surprisingly seems like a pretty well coached football team. So uh, I'll, I'll give Arizona, get Arizona State with only a field goal. Yeah, it's fair. All right, so next up is our Hungry Dog segment. So I had to did, pivot, did you, pivot. Did you see what you did there? Let's see what I did there? Yeah, did you see what you uh, did with the Hungry Dogs since you changed yours? I did. I did. I Actually, I was looking at it right now. I was going to give you credit. I was going to give you all the credit in the world, buddy. I promise. Where'd you find that one? Where'd you find that thing? <laughs> Let me guess. It's it was... plus 440. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my Hungry Dog pick, uh, seven-plus point underdog to win outright. Uh, Jesse had picked Indiana originally, and I uh, I tilt picked Indiana plus fourteen, not realizing that he had Indiana plus fourteen. So Jesse, why don't you talk about our hungry dog pick? Um, like I was saying earlier, we don't know what we're going to get out of Graham Mertz this week. Not he's been inconsistent every time he's played. They don't really have anything to play for Big Ten wise. Unless they change the rules, which everybody's saying they should, which I don't believe in. Um, plus, on this side, Indiana's playing great this year. Uh, sad that Michael Penix is out for the year after his injury last week. And their backup came in and did great for them after that last week. And they have a shoe in for the Big Ten. And. Why not just steal it? Steal one from Wisconsin. All right, JD, what you got? Yeah, I got uh, Washington State plus thirteen, uh, plus three fifty on the money line. So we got some juicy dogs here today. I've been hitting these underdogs like crazy. I don't know what it is, so I'm not <laughs> saying this one's guaranteed to hit. But this has been. <laughs> but you're feeling pretty good maker. about it. <laughs> I'm feeling good. Um, I mean, the Pac-12, the lines have been weird, like I've been saying all year. Some of these lines just don't really make sense. USC, they're undefeated, but they looked like crap in pretty much all their football games. They've been lucky to win a few of them. And Washington State's been kind of impressive. I mean, they're a solid football team. I wouldn't say they're bad. There's a lot of weird COVID stuff going on. Apparently, this game's going to be played on Sunday, so we get more Sunday Pac-12 football, which is kind of cool. So I'm going to need a bet on this one. Uh, And I'll take, you know, if I'm getting two touchdowns with Washington State, uh, I, I, I just don't see why, unless USC finally plays a good game, but are we just going to wait around for them to play a good game? I don't really see yeah. the point of banking on that. 
keep losing money every week waiting on that game to happen or keep making money letting them play the way they've been playing. Exactly. All right, so that does it for our college football segments of the of the show. We're going to hop on to the, the, the CFF rundown real quick. But first, uh, this segment is brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com. It was created to fill a major void in college football landscape. Uh, Expand the Box Score goes through every single game to gather and sort statistics you could ever statistic you could possibly want. From targets to down and distance metrics, play calling tendencies, fully customizable and sortable leaderboards, boards, detailed individual player profiles, and so much more. And for only $15 a year, you can get full access. But with our code, the breakdown, that's T-H-E-B-R-K-D-W-N, you receive 10% off. So guys, sign up today. All right, JD, floor is yours, my man. All right, CFF rundown this week. Uh, I'm not going to do any waiver wire pickups because season-long leagues are pretty much wrapping up. Uh, I'm only in a few, but a few of them are over. A few are in the playoff round. So I'm assuming the waiver wire is pretty much dead. So I'm just going to do some uh, DFS plays here on DraftKings. Um, For quarterback position, so let me just say, it's a crazy 15-game slate. Usually there's not 15 games. Usually there's about 12 at the most. So it's a crazy slate, and a lot of the players are really expensive. It's really hard to find good value. Um, So when I'm looking at the quarterback position, I think a potential way to find value is in the uh, Boston um, College-Virginia game. Uh, Both teams struggle against the pass. Uh, Let me see here. Uh, Boston College has the number 75 pass defense. Uh, in the number 63 rush defense, while uh, Virginia has the number 115 pass defense, allowing 289 yards per game. So I think both teams should be able to move the ball. Uh, Jerkovic at 6.6K. I don't know why he's that cheap. He's been pretty consistent at 20 points per game. He's a little injured, but last I checked, he's he's probable. He's supposed to play in this game. And Brennan Armstrong's been a lock for, you know, uh, like 25-plus DraftKings points in this game. So in, in a slate where there's almost no value and everybody's really expensive, um, I think this is a potential way to find value. I would say to check the weather before kick because there might be some rain in this one. Last I checked, there was about a 68% chance. So I might want to see uh, that the wind's not too nasty. Um, but what do, you, what do you think? Have you got any thoughts on Armstrong or Jerkovic? No, man. Jerkovic for sure has been been pretty dialed in. Plus, he's got the, the big Zay Flowers out there. He's a big play waiting to happen. So uh, he may... He may not throw for 400, 500 yards like some other quarterbacks have the ability to, but he he may he may be able to get a couple real long touchdowns. You know, get the long long touchdowns, those 60, 70, 80 yard kind of touchdowns to Flowers. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. Yeah, I listed Flowers as a one of my DFS plays for wide receiver this week at 5.2k. Damn, damn, I did it again. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't. See no, it. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. <laughs> you hit yeah, it on no, the head. I mean, it's yeah, it, it's you get. You get those. They have a really good deep ball connection. Plus, Flowers, you know, get some running ability. So that's that's a nice one-two punch that stack right there. The thing I like about Flowers, especially when he's this cheap, five point two k, he's been in double digits on DraftKings every game, game except for one, and he's had two really big games. Like you, you mentioned that deep ball ability, and in a game against Virginia's terrible pass defense, you know, he could have yeah. a big game. And even if he doesn't. If he disappoints, he's probably still going to get in the low double digits, which which is just fine. Yeah, he's he's a guy that can that's not going to lose you the week, but he can definitely win you the week. Yeah. Um, running back again, not a whole lot of value. There's a lot of a lot of teams on the slate, so I like to pay down just a little bit, kind of in the mid tier range. Uh, Zamir White for Georgia got off to a rough start. He's at six point eight k this week. Um, 
But he, he's been really picking it up as of late. He has 20-plus DraftKings points in three of his last four games. Uh, and they're playing Vanderbilt, uh, a team whose defense just cannot stop anything on the pass or on the run. So Georgia should be pretty much able to name their score here. I think it would be a surprise if White doesn't get over 20-plus uh, fantasy points. I think anybody on Georgia is in play. They look much better with JT Daniels. But uh, Zamir White, I'm, I'm feeling a strong a strong game from him. What do you, what do you think about Zamir White? Uh, I, I, I can easily see a buck 20-2. and two coming out of that and you know he's not going to need a lot of carries because like just like we talked about Zay Flowers Zamir White has some serious breakaway speed and against a pretty bad Vandy team you know in a, in a, in a transition from a coach uh, yeah I could, see, I could see him ripping off a couple big ones and not even needing 10 or 12 carries to get to that 120 and 2 range yeah that's always the worry so I wouldn't go crazy I wouldn't put him in every single one of my lineups but he's going to be in about half of them because there's a chance he only gets 10, 12, 15 carries and then the game's out of hand uh, playing against a bad Vanderbilt team. But um, even in those 10 carries, he's, he's pretty much a yeah. lock to go over 100 yards. And a lot of, um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people try to sw- stay away from the, the Georgia backfield because, you know, it, it could go either way. But he seems to be getting the lion's share of the opportunities. Plus, even if, he, if, even if he's lacking on the opportunities, he only needs a couple plays and he can make his day. Yeah, you're going to want – some Georgia players going against Vanderbilt. I've been playing against Vanderbilt every single week, and it hasn't really disappointed me. So it's just which Georgia guy you want to play pretty much. Yeah. I think White is one of the safer ones, but you got to be playing some Georgia guys. If you're setting multiple lineups, you have to have some Georgia guys. Especially, again, this matchup this week. Exactly. Um, last wide receiver, Rondale Moore. He's also at 6.8K. Uh, again, I just think he's too cheap. I just like this price. Uh, if you haven't seen him play football, you're missing out. He's a stud. If you, uh, haven't yes. seen him play, if you haven't seen him play football, then what have you been doing the past two years? This kid is amazing to watch. He is one of the, if not the actually actual best player in the country. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure why you'd be listening to this podcast if you haven't watched yeah, Rondell yeah, Moore. Yeah, you, you didn't you didn't <laughs> dig this deep if you if you if you haven't heard of Rondell Moore before. <laughs> you, you didn't get down here on the list. Yeah, but maybe if you're looking at his game log this year and you're confused what's going on. Uh, he was, he was sitting out. He wasn't healthy. He had opted out, opted back in. It, it was a weird scenario, but he's, he's back. He's played two games, and in two games he has 23 catches, which is just phenomenal. He's yeah. playing Nebraska, who's, you know, they're, they're okay against the pass, but they're nothing special at all. Um, Purdue should be able to score here. They've been throwing the ball. Uh, they threw the ball 42 times two games ago and 35 times last game. So, uh, I, I mean, I think Moore has a pretty safe ceiling, and he's always liable to, you know, catch a touchdown or two as well. That's right. Well, all right, folks, that's going to do it for us this this week on Campus to Campus. Uh, We'll see you next week. Go Blue. Deuces.